3: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thank you for joining us once again. I'm Joe Quazala, your host with me as always, Kristen Stuttered.
2: That's me.
3: Uh, we're back, even though people don't know yeah. it. We've banked a bunch and we've been <laughs> off for a few weeks. We're back. Kristen has been traveling Look, I don't like to
2: talk about it, but I definitely have been abroad. I have traveled to Europe. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Maybe I sound more continental. There's
3: a sophistication that I uh, detect.
2: It's true. I'm currently uh, wearing a beret. Even though I went to Italy,
3: a long cigarette, <laughs> a very long cigarette. Uh, I want. I'm very excited about our guest today. I'm uh, excited to bring him in. I'm. I'm ready to call this a very special episode. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> you want-
2: Ten episodes in. It's our It's we, time for that very special, special episode.
3: Uh, he is a rock journalist, uh, writer, author, and perhaps most importantly, a former member of the nominating committee for the AKA Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The NomCom. The it's NomCom itself. We call it on here. Oh my gosh, it's Roy Trakin. Ah, Roy, thank you. Thanks for having me. I am all the
0: way to Eagle Rock. I'm here.
3: I'm so excited. Uh, I want to make sure we give the proper context of you and your career and how you made it to the nominating committee. Uh, So, you have been a writer specifically about music and rock for a while, correct?
0: Yeah, basically since. 1976, my first published review was television's Marquis Moon in the the old Soho Weekly News back in New York, which was the... uh Sort of the uh, the younger brother to the Village Voice back when alternative journalism meant something, and uh, <laughs> I sort of was present at the dawn of the uh, the whole punk rock scene in New York City, CBGBs and Max's. So mm-hmm. uh, that is really my sweet spot going through the years, and uh, I-, I served a couple of terms on the uh, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame committee. Uh, the last stint I did. Uh, Probably uh, the uh, the mid two thousands at the behest of uh, John Landau, who took uh-huh. a liking to some of my commentary. Oh, and, nice. Uh, okay. Yeah, and of course John, the the manager of, of Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen and, and, Sir, and a former Rolling Stone writer. Uh, absolutely, a journalist turned mogul, and uh, <laughs> someone who, along with uh, with Jan and uh, and and also Seymour Stein, is in there. Have been. Uh, the movers and the groovers at the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame nominating committee. Right. Uh, certainly since the death of Ahmed Erdogan. Erdogan.
3: Right, for sure. So, yeah, John Landau's official title is and Seymour-Stein co-chairman, right? Now, I want to know, so a- as far as I uh, know, 1999 was the first year that you were on the committee. Uh, how does that happen? You get uh, is, is John Landau calling you specifically? How do you get in the room?
0: You know— the, 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 I had that first stint, 1999, and, and to about
3: on. 2006. Is that what it was? Well, oh, oh I,
0: so that was my stint. That was my last stint. And basically. then
3: 2011 to 2015 is what I've got. And you can tell me if I'm wrong, but that's the information. Yeah, yeah. That no, I no, that that where are yeah. you
2: getting? You sound like this is from an inside source, like
0: you have unverified information. <laughs> yeah, like
3: I'm touching my ear, and I have a person on the outside who's <laughs> right. going. Well, where through. is
0: that? I mean, there are certain people that are cataloging that mm-hmm. type of so information there is, online. I know there's a number of websites mm-hmm. that are very much about the inner workings yes. of the uh there's, of there's
3: fame. one main website that does a very good job cataloging the history of the hall and who's on the nominating committee. Rock Future Rock yes. Legends that's a very very uh I've solid that resource. One. That's a, they uh lay everything out uh in a in a way that I don't think I'm able to find anywhere else. You know, they really break it down year by year. So yeah, I've got I've got your, I've got your page pulled up. I mean, it just says <laughs> it just says, you know, nominating committee member for 13 years as 99 to 2006 and then again 2011 to 2015.
0: Yeah, the second stint was was definitely at the be, at the behest of John Landau. The first stint I I don't remember. I had various colleagues on the uh the nominating committee at that time, most notably Danny Fields uh of course, the uh, the sort of in-house Elektra guy who signed uh, uh, most famously uh, uh, MC5 and, mm-hmm. and Iggy and the Stooges back in the 60s was involved with the Doors later on. And, uh, you know, Danny was one of the people that that, that Jan definitely, uh, you know, went to sort of at the beginning as a tastemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you knew Danny? Yeah, uh. yeah. Really tight with Danny. I mean, Danny was, you know, that, that New York scene... Circus seventy six, seventy seven. Everybody knew everybody. It was right. so great. It was such a communal atmosphere. You know, you couldn't imagine. It was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just just so cool. And uh, uh, you know, it was really formed in, uh, in in response to you know, as they say, how bloated and. Uh, you know, overstuffed corporate rock had become. Right. Uh, And and certainly it was a reaction to what was going on at Rolling Stone, ironically enough. I mean, you know, Rolling Stone for many years, uh, you know, ignored the, you know, the whole punk thing. Uh, It wasn't until uh, only later on when people like Charles Young wrote that famous, you know, uh, cover story on the Sex Pistols that they had all let punk into the building, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, Punk was always the odd man out, but uh, in recent years, obviously, we've seen um, the induction of uh, the Ramones and the Velvet Mm -hmm. Underground and And Talking Heads. The quick
3: inductions, and I mean, these are not—it's not like they. Yeah, they don't sit around forever. Yeah, as soon as the Ramones were eligible, they were. Well, those
0: were always. you know that was back when it's hard to believe today when when rock critics when they said something was good it, it actually meant something and uh
3: right.
1: a,
0: a lot of these new york bands obviously never really experienced the commercial success uh that their peers did i i mm-hmm. mean uh you know patty just had a single top 40 hit and that was written by uh bruce. you know bruce springsteen yeah. the ramones uh, you know had one gold album uh, and i think they got that when they were already dead and uh you know, they consistently have, you know, higher T shirt sales than they do record right. sales. Yeah. Velvet oh, Underground, yeah. the quintessential cult band, of course. Um now, uh if you're interested, I had two particular bands that I uh embraced and went for uh the air induction yeah. wh- so while when I you, was there.
2: When you got added to the committee, you were like, All right, I've got these two bands in my pocket. These are who I'm gunning for to get on to get in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah,
0: I had two in particular, that I set out to get into the mm-hmm. into the into the hall, and uh, both were very personal picks, mm-hmm. yes, and and both were influenced a, a lot by yeah my my relationships with them, uh, Your personal, uh, through, personal through, through <laughs> the People years, yeah, to their music. Yes, uh, to the music and and journalistically. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd interviewed Debbie Harry many times. Uh, Same with Daryl Hall. Uh, Hall and Oates were being managed by a very good friend of mine at the time. Mm -hmm. And a guy by the name of uh, Jonathan Wolfson, who still manages them, took them over and kind of, you know, turned their career around. And uh, they were an act both through my personal relationships and uh, aesthetically I felt deserved to be in the Rock and Roll Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. I know a lot of people have denigrated the Hall of Notes, you know, induction. Oh, sure. Sort of the beginning of the, you know, the commercialization, so to speak, uh, of the Hall, which uh, in past years has seen, you know, everyone from Journey and Rush and Kiss and, mm-hmm. bon Jovi. Uh, you know, bon Jovi. And, and Bon Jovi, the probably the most egregious example. <laughs> I <think so>. um, <laughs> yeah, we agree but, with you But, hey, let's face it. Rock and Roll, who the favorites are, who should be in— it's a subjective choice. There's no objectivity. Mm-hmm. It's not the baseball Hall of Fame where you, you have to have 3000 yeah. hits yeah. or you have to hit 300 or yeah. have 300 wins. Mm-hmm. Um it, right. it's not essentially about the commercial aspect of it. Otherwise, you wouldn't see bands like, you know, The Velvet Underground be in or or Iggy and the Stooges. In, um, Elvis right. you know, well, Elvis has had, commercial, had success. commercial success, but um, I feel like he's
2: we were talking about this last last week just the idea of like he's not a super He's a person. He's like if you compare him to Whitney Houston, known. yeah. For
0: in example. terms of sales, right? Well, in, of course. I, right. I mean, but you know, Elvis is the the quintessential rock critic guy because yes. As, yes. Oh, as David exactly. Lee Roth famously pointed out, he looks like the rock critics yeah. were big. Yeah. Right. So, um, right. well, I'm, I'm
3: curious, Roy. Yeah, uh, I want to know about so. You find yourself. Had you been a voter before you were on the yes, committee? Yes, have okay. always been
0: a voter, right from the very since the beginning. very
3: beginning since yeah. eighty six. Yeah. Okay. Now, I I, be-
0: I believe so. I believe I've been or at least voting close to very very close to the, the beginning. beginning. Yes.
3: Okay. So, one thing I want to ask is: so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as an institution, is starting. What are your initial thoughts? It's nineteen eighty six. They are. They have announced. at Erdogan has announced we are going to have a rock and roll hall of fame
0: well i guess the real question was and and if you read the uh, Wenner book uh, sticky fingers it goes into the genesis of of what happened and it was originally the idea of a cable uh, a cable tv producer who thought it would make a good tv show and he took the idea uh, eventually to to yawn and uh, Jan was immediately convinced that he had to take over the idea for himself, <laughs> let the deal with the cable company lapse out, and then just in fact did it on his own. Okay. Went to Amit and began the thing, and uh, uh you know, began soliciting a sort of uh, response within the industry, mm-hmm. and uh. You know, he was sort of in the perfect position to do it, Jan. I, I mean, yeah, uh, for sure. uh, he was sort of, uh, he always pictured himself as the caretaker of the, of the, you know, the rock tradition and, and moving rock into the mainstream, while at the same time keeping it edgy and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he tried to do that, but, you know, Jan was really the, f- you know, one o- among the first of the, you know, rock and roll capitalists, the guys yes, who transformed what was a culture and a ground up into, into a, a business is this a commodity yeah. uh, that uh you know that mainstream america mm-hmm. madison avenue and everyone else could uh exploit for uh you know for selling <laughs> stuff i mean yeah. you know i listen the future of the you know the entire history of the record business is is a study of uh you know 15 year old kids getting income power and you know lasting you know straight through to this very day yeah, where they're still, in their 60s yeah. and they're still uh if you notice bumping up at least the touring business, when uh, you know, with the McCartneys and the Rolling Stones, yeah, still and still on the Elton Stone. Johns. I mean, money. you know, the Boomer economy is still floating the remnants of what's mm-hmm. left of the rock culture, which is essentially touring. It no longer exists on a on a on a record company level or an, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know on a, on a sales level. Uh, so, um, but what? How did
3: you feel personally? When you hear that there's going well, to be I a it was an intriguing
0: idea. I mean, everyone loves a good bit of a a Discussion, debate, yeah. conversation. Exactly. Yeah. It looked like uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe gave I, I, me a
2: very sharp I mean, a, look at that so point. The, I don't that know. If you, well, the very of
0: existence his, of a of, of a podcast blood. like right. this speaks Embraces to the this. speaks to the quality that this is something Roy, that can endlessly be
2: discussed. Something you should know about me is I don't care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, perfect. I, That's our dynamic. I, our dynamic is that I don't um, I don't care about it. Uh, you're a
3: little I, nonplussed. I, uh, I, <laughs> you're yeah. a little
2: I I usually start out um thinking that I don't care about it at all and then the more we talk about it the more I'm like, well, maybe I care a little bit. And then I just get enraged at the people who aren't in it and the mm-hmm. subjectivity of it and kind of the you know, patriarchal freaking like tradition of it and the idea of like what constitutes rock and roll. Why is it a rock and roll specific Hall of Fame and kind of We've been pointing to the Hall & Oates induction in a lot of ways as like a place where it kind of changed and pop music became more like you can trace a lot of the pop music getting uh, inducted back to the Hall & Oates kind of like. Well, around that, around of. that
3: time, because the year before Donna Summer was inducted and yeah, there's it's hard to understand or come up with a solid definition of rock and roll Based on what the Hall of Fame has of kind of decided. So.
0: Well, there are two things we're talking about here. One is, uh, of course, isn't the notion of a rock and roll Hall of Fame and museum completely contradictory to the yeah. spirit of something that just exists for mm-hmm. the moment and the satisfaction and the pleasure? Why pin it up against, uh, uh, you know, like a like a butterfly on a on a on a on a window frame? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, doesn't like- that sort of take away the power and the essence of it by again commodifying it turning it into a relic turning into it by nature something from the past which it's rapidly becoming mm-hmm. the rock and roll hall of fame is is on the verge of becoming Antiquated, unless this
2: last last year's. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel
0: on one hand, but they're also sort of indicating where we're going to be going in the future. Uh, And and that is certainly, I mean, I I feel hip hop is rock and roll. Mm -hmm. I feel pop is rock and roll. I feel, you know, certain realms of country and jazz are rock and roll. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, isn't Miles Davis in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Do you think that
2: Dolly Parton should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
0: Well, I—I I mean, it, it, there gets to be a point where you stretch the rock and roll name out so far that it, it ceases to have any kind of meaning at all. I mean, mm-hmm. right. But on the other hand, it's true that we're moving into a part where it's almost like a pop. Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. and uh, because that is where everything uh, uh, inevitably heads towards a sort of pop, but Mm -hmm. not all of it's pop. Some of it is, you know, semi-pop and even less than pop. And uh, you know, my view has been moving forward that we should shine a light on, on the innovators, the ones who really were doing things that the the rest of the public didn't. Appreciate Dolly or, Parton,
2: yes or no, Roy? Hit me with the truth. You are skirting around it.
0: I am. going to bounce it back to you. Do you feel Dolly I Parton deserves in the Rock and Roll I definitely feel that Dolly
2: Hall Parton should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: Well, then maybe she should. I mean, if <laughs> it, if Johnny Cash is sure. and Johnny Cash is,
3: yes. certainly uh, uh, certainly. I well, mean, what, what? How? How can we? She, so she's certainly a. I would say crossover. I would say like if she had just been country and never really had any type of mainstream crossover, then that's a case for her not being inducted. Uh, You know, the way that you could look at someone like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good country artist who never crossed, I mean, like, I don't think Garth Brooks gets in. Because I I, while well, he was wildly popular, he was never, I,
0: I don't think, a true... Yeah, but, but Garth Brooks is actually a good example of a country guy but who could get But he was a pretty big in. crossover I mean, guy, and he's I mean, he playing plays his rock and guitar roll. all it, the
2: day long. Chris, mm-hmm. Could Chris Gaines get in?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he'll, never, he'll never get in. Maybe in the
3: curios section, but... Uh, uh, maybe that wasn't a good example, but I guess I, I, what I'm thinking is like... Garth Brooks
0: was influenced by Kiss. Garth Brooks' shows are rock and roll shows. spectacles, Look at yeah. Country in 2018. It's more rock and roll than rock and roll is. I, I mean, let's face it.
3: I suppose. Luke yeah. Bryan,
0: Kenny Chesney. Mm-hmm. Um, and guys like and, and Simpson splint- and Chris splintering Stapleton. Splintering off yeah. into uh, the Americana the guys Americana like Sturgill Simpson and Jason Isbell. Mm-hmm. How, you know, uh, Chris Stapleton. How far are those guys from the Eagles? Or, right.
3: Um, yeah, especially that kind of what they call alt country. Yeah, I yeah. Think like, has like looped Wilco, back around. kind of. Yeah, what kind of started? I think we're going to have to say it's of.
0: the Music Hall of Fame and create different wings, just as mm-hmm. pop music itself is is a river that has many different tributaries yeah. filling uh, into it. Would you say it?
2: many different islands in the stream, perhaps?
0: <laughs> the I, in, <laughs> islands I, in the mainstream.
2: The <laughs> islands <laughs> in the mainstream. That's islands what it. Mainstream. That that's. I'm here for it. I I think that's
3: the metaphor. I think country, though, as a genre, for the most part, has been, when it's not country rock, has been generally left out. Because Willie Nelson's not in, Dolly Parton's not in, Waylon Jennings isn't in, Merle... Uh, Haggard isn't in. I almost oh, just called him. Merle.
2: I, I was like, you don't have to continue. Um, I think you could just yeah, say just Merle, and
3: we know what we are talking
0: about. But there is no rock and roll without country. Let's face for it, for sure. So
3: Hank Williams is and in, that's as like, a, with like blues too. Is Hank Williams as an, in early an early influence, which I think is the right category for him. Cause I yeah, think-
0: I th- I think that what they have to do is, and, and one of my suggestions, I did a piece about a, a year or so ago on what to do to improve the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I felt that every year they should concentrate on, on a different subgenre mm-hmm. and uh, to make those, uh, you know, to have some kind of thematic Coherence to these events every year mm-hmm. uh, to have them make sense. I, I mean, now it's just, uh, you know, Nina Simone and, uh, you know, it's dire just all straits. over the place. Yeah. I, I mean, where, way. what, I, I mean, is there anything that ties but these don't people you think, together? I mean,
2: this was the thing that we talked about too, though. Joe is a very big, I'm, I'm really now I Go say hate it. that I know all this stuff too my brain is full. You see a nerd? Uh, he oh god. Well, that wasn't <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in <laughs> Look That
0: uh, wasn't the word. No. Uh, Nerd's not yeah, the we word. Knew, we knew that.
2: Yeah. Uh but we've been talking about the idea that in past years the cool part about the induction ceremony would be all different genres of people playing together. You know, when you was that the year that you had public enemy got inducted was it Oh a, sure
3: yeah at the end of at the end of 2013 you know uh Chuck D is on stage uh, with Rush, <laughs> which I think is such a bizarre thing that will never happen anywhere else, and I I like that. Uh, yeah, you know, me, Tom Morello's on, on guitar, and, like, everybody's just kind of, you Like, know, I
2: like these multi-genre jams. I also like it when people get inducted while they can still enjoy it. This is why I'm very against the moody blues. <laughs> I'm like... I I was very annoyed. I, this is the first year I've ever watched the induction ceremony and it was boring as hell and ended with 40 minutes of a Bon Jovi like... Jack-off monologue session. and then tribute, like it was very annoying. I did not like it, and nobody. Well, at least Howard
0: Stern had a uh, oh, had a he... couple of good moments. I
2: guess. I mean, <laughs> congratulations. Well, if you want to like celebrate how many records they sold, fine. And New Jersey, I don't care.
0: <laughs> well, it was a little. It was a. It was a little awkward and a little, you know, embarrassing. I mean, John had just. You know, he wanted it so That's bad. That's the least and rock and roll just...
2: thing you could ever do is want to be in the rock and roll. Yeah, Ball the Hall Sex of Fame. Pistols
0: had the great thing, exactly. right? Send With send in a letter, send in a right. letter and send go. in you a know, letter
2: say "fuck off"? You know,
0: like, there's been a lot of complaining recently about who's invited or, or who mm-hmm. has to pay, and uh, you know, it's only getting worse when uh, you know the sort of the B and the C guys start to get in and. Uh, you know, maybe (coughs) they didn't make a great living during the, you know, during their lifetime. And, uh, you know, it's it's like a big bar mitzvah, basically, and and uh, you know, you watch these guys, and it, it was boring this year, true. Oh yeah. my But God. still, the best
2: part was that Sister Rosetta um, Tharp part was awesome, and I was like, I would watch this. I just wanted to see Brittany Howard. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just want to see Brittany Howard just like rock for a few songs. She gets one song, and then I have to watch. The freaking Moody Blues <laughs> perform seesaw. I they, they
0: were like the moldy oh, blues. I, yeah. I mean, there it was kind go. of frightening to see them up there. Those but poor guys. But you Weal know, uh, you know, I, I listen to those albums, and and I mean, those albums were kind of they they were sort of they were pretty influential back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's it's hard to, uh, it, it it's hard to try and describe that that influence or or t- to someone who didn't. Kind of experience, ex- it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you could look back and see what they did, and read the figures, and even listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the times, the context mm-hmm. in which these songs mm-hmm. came about, and that was very, you know, that was freaky back then. That was like, you know, yeah. you know, smoke a joint, turn the, you know, light yeah, a candle, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and and listen to, you know, Days of Future Past. I mean, um, they, I think they proved to be minor over time, but. <laughs> You know, they had right. those they had those indelible moments. And now, of course, they've added, which is a tribute to rock and roll's kind of one-hit wonder, they've added the that the category, category of the singles category which, where you wow. can honor something like, you know, Chubby Checker's The Twist or, mm-hmm. or The Kingsman's Louie Louie. Uh, you know, those moments of just yeah. one-hit wonder, w- which are just as important as, you know, someone who's got 25, you know, platinum albums right. in the history of rock and Roy. roll.
2: I want to know what it's like in these NOMCOM meetings. What is it like? In the room. You're in the room. So well, this, it's a in, this is a bunch of white guys sitting around white, the table. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
0: It, this is in New York. This is in New York at City. At Rolling Stone. This is at Rolling Stone, right on Sixth Avenue. Uh, it's the the conference room, glass conference mm-hmm. room. And your and first now, year, it's
2: like with the Pope, where it's like they lock you lock yourselves in the room, and then until like the, the white the, the, smoke, the smoke comes, comes out of yeah. the yeah. top, yeah. until you've kind decided of... the nominee. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I guess that's it. I mean, everyone gets a chance to kind of make their case. And in the past, I think they everyone was making their case for for three acts. Mm-hmm. and uh, How many uh, so, people are on it?
3: So, uh, yeah. Based on my There's information. There's about
0: 25, maybe. W-
3: from my information, when you were there initially- How many? It was closer to 60. Holy was it?
0: shit. Well, this is one of the problems. And it, it, it that, ebbs
3: and flows, uh,
0: from what I understand. Yeah, this but, also, is one of the problems I have. I would never had.
2: want to hear 60 people impassionately speak about three different bands.
0: Yeah, well- no. <laughs> I mean, you you, you just hear the, the the Bon Jovi rap every year, and uh, it was Is an that indi- true? It was an individual who I will not name, but okay. he's a powerful Ooh. he's a powerful player in the music <laughs> business who had um, a pretty. A uh, big investment in the success of Bon Jovi yes. moving forward, and you and can back. figure
3: out this person very easily. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: doesn't it doesn't take a, a, a rocket scientist. But I'm not mm-hmm. gonna or I'm not a gonna bear because everyone, even as Thank I admitted, it, I mean, the other act that, uh, that that I that I pumped for and I got in was another controversial choice, and that was Blondie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Blondie, I'd grown up with. I, I you know I was friends with these guys. I wrote about them. Uh, I, I really felt they were an important part of the Blondie scene. Blondie is
2: controversial? I guess I well, thought that they were kind I think of... a lot
0: of people think they're minor. I, I mean, think that they are like not nobody... a great rock and roll band, which they weren't. They were a kind of a chameleon that could play any number of genres. Uh, they made their mark with a disco song. They had reggae songs. They had but also rap song. girl group exactly, songs. They get
2: a lot of credit. I mean, at least from me growing up watching MTV and pop-up video, they would always get a lot of credit for, being, for having the first rap song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like rapture, the yeah.
0: Chart. yeah. And, but I'll tell you the you truth know, right now. Uh, neither of those bands would have gotten in. This uh, is Blondie, on, and, Blondie and, and, Hall and Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates, that's right. Hall and Oates's, uh campaign was supported by Quest Love. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. From the roots.
0: He was, you know, the Philadelphia connection. Exactly. He was connection very, band. very responsible for getting them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly with Kiss, it was Tom Morella who, who joined the right. uh, nominating committee, got mm-hmm. them in.
3: And both those guys inducted those acts at the ceremony. And
0: and Blondie oh. would not have gotten in without the die the, the diehard support of Seymour Stein who mm-hmm. supported their candidacy. Right. So those were the uh, they need power players to to you know take them to the finish line. That's and that's what's what happened. so
2: wild. Like it is really it is. It's just like I mean I won't say faceless but in some ways like faceless cabal of like Dudes in a room sitting around and you need to have you need to have somebody on your side in order. Somebody to important. Yes, yes you and do. Somebody important on your side in order to even get like uh, to even get on the ballot, mm-hmm. you know.
0: So yeah, how I'll many. I'll admit one thing. Here. Please. I'll admit one thing to you here, knowing <laughs> that no one's ever going to hear this. All yeah, right. That, uh,
2: Shout out to our. The listener. manager of
0: Hall and Notes <laughs> paid to send me to New York to plead their case. Okay, And uh, but I wouldn't have done that if I didn't believe it in the first place. Sure. Uh, And and that was the other fault of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame committee. They insisted on doing the um, the meetings in New York Mm -hmm. and not including anyone from, you know, you had to pay your own freight to get in. Yes. If you're on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. you, You had to come in. I kept telling them. Hey, there's teleconferencing now. Yeah. I mean, hello. What's right. the story? We have the technology. They yeah, we have the technology to do it. No, no. They wanted to keep it in that as much in that room as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I, I guess the best aspect of the room is that Seymour or whoever would pump for. Carnegie Deli. So they bring in the huge sandwiches, and everyone would Having be wolfing then. down the pastrami and the pot, the potato salad, and 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 Seymour at the, the end set. of it would gather it all up in, in bags to take home. Oh, great! So, That's uh, really great. but it was I mean, were
2: people gunning for like the post pastrami spot where everybody's yeah, right. like happy? <laughs> the
0: uh, pastrami's uh,
2: come in. Everybody's. chilling. would like, ba- you know Jan all would bounce in. Should get
0: in. Jan would bounce in and out. He wouldn't be there for the whole thing. Are you? Are you meeting? I've got to
3: imagine you're meeting. It's not just one day. Is it just one day? One day. It's one day. One a day. long day. One day. One right. day about... Got to be a very long day. Uh, three the, or four I, I hours. Know, is there I a guess.
2: whiteboard? Does, is there some, some poor little No, no.
0: There, yeah, there's, there's someone notes. collecting. Someone's I mean, it's done very much like, you know, pick your... I think it was pick your top three. And then mm-hmm. it goes... Um, and you were literally you know, around then, a table? Yeah, and, and you put it in the hat. And then it comes out with, uh, you know, essentially the... Um, you know, that initial... Um induction you know, the initial nominee, nominee ballot. List. Yeah, the nominee list. So let's let's w- talk about which you then rate I I think it used to be you rated them one to five. Mm-hmm. Uh now it's just you pick five.
3: Right. Okay. Interesting.
0: It's not a number, it's not a numerical, you know, one is the top, two. No, no. you're just picking you're you're just, and you don't have X to pick five, five if you don't want. And you don't, you can only you can pick as many or as few as you want up to five. Up to yeah. five.
3: Uh so you do have a moment to say your piece, right? Yeah. To, Okay, and this is before – are you literally putting a piece of paper into a hat? Or do you uh, mean metaphorically? Yes. Or you're actually literally doing yeah, it? Yeah, And yeah. you're
2: writing these freehand. This isn't – there's not like a thing where you're circling I'm just yeah, – I'm Yeah, curious. you're writing Yeah, me out. too. You're writing them out. out on a piece of paper. You're writing
3: them out. And, and you're going around the table. So you stand up and then you say hey, you some make- quick things about – like what would you say – like let's just you well know. you
0: sort of make yeah you make your case I I, I mean you really tell kind There's, of why you you know why you liked it uh-huh. why you think they should be there right I, I mean my assessment was always that it was a combination of 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 influence of uh, originality uh, and and you know success mm-hmm. there yeah. there had to be some degree be, of success there it's had to be fame. some kind of visible. You know, you had to have some kind of, you know, album, some kind of following. I Mm -hmm. mean, uh, without a doubt, you know, that was uh, that was sort of my my standard. I I mean, to me, uh, commercial success, you know, wasn't the biggest factor, but it it was kind of important that they that they had shown some kind of that that the because you know, the, the public's public, responding in, in the, some way. The public level. vote the public votes. The public votes with their pocketbook in many mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. And uh, uh that that's certainly one of the criteria. Um, yeah. you know, certainly the Velvets didn't fulfill that criteria. Ramones didn't fulfill mm-hmm. that criteria. But those are also Iggy bands and the Stooges didn't fulfill that, that, that criteria. Time has been very good to those bands. That's though, true.
3: You know, and uh, they've developed uh
0: you know, worth, influence they, is important, I mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think which is why uh uh, you know, the continued absence of, of craft work, for instance, is, mm-hmm. is sort of, um, you know, uh, unconscionable. My mind, uh, I, I mean, I, I feel a real uh, kinship to, to the New York Dolls. I feel mm-hmm. that, you know, that they deserve some consideration. But, you know, these are bands that uh, they're they are not going to get in. Big Star, another one.
2: You don't think that. Uh, Big Todd Star
0: Rundgren. Will be... Oh, I love that. Um, you just... don't
2: think Big Star will get in?
3: I think they will. I think it, it might take a while. I mean, it I'm has like, taken I'm a while. Like, Joe,
2: you know like, they've you're got the a form on the nominating commission <laughs> committee. This isn't about who you think is going to get in. Okay, uh-huh. we have someone who's been on the inside. He's seen people react when someone stands up and is like, "How about Big Star?" And everyone goes with a big pastrami fart. And it's like maybe they're not going to get in yeah. then.
0: I uh, think um, just. Uh, you know, they're they going to have to form a veterans committee is what they're going to have to mm-hmm. do at a certain point, because some of these bands, it's going to be there's going to be nobody who has any first person contact with. Yeah. them, And it's just uh, I mean, luckily enough, they, they leave the legacy. Their, their legacy is is not going to disappear. Correct. It's those recorded, you know, the mm-hmm. recorded music. I mean. You know, another band, uh, hell might freeze over for the replacements. That's
2: we. Mm-hmm. That was our first episode we talked about. Number second, two. Number our two. second episode. I mean, the
0: replacements did. are That's beloved. Mm-hmm. I mean, will enough people who are beloved of the, of the replacements end up on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominating committee? Possibly. Yeah, who knows? I, I mean, it could be. Because um, what's
3: funny is I even think, and I've got to imagine Seymour Stein uh, believes in them. Uh, but the nominating committee still probably thinks that replacements skew a little young, yeah. which is funny to think about. Although,
0: <laughs> although unfortunately, the, the replacements uh, just made so many enemies within the business mm-hmm. itself, and right. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Seymour was a little you know bitter over okay, what went so down. Okay, so
2: politically, with... they 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 would not be a popular choice.
0: Probably, probably not. I, I mean,
3: you is there have anyone to... in your estimation who maybe isn't that deserving? But was very friendly and has a lot of friends in the industry that was able to make it to the finish line. Or, it, or their. I name think Bon Jovi. Up. I think yeah. Bon Jovi
0: is the best example of that, mm-hmm. and, and certainly his case. Uh, I, I mean, the hidden guy in all of this is is Irving Azoff. I, I mean, when, when Irving took over Bon Jovi, all of a sudden Bon Jovi was being considered seriously. Same thing mm-hmm. happened with Neil Diamond, who who waited for many years yes. before he got it. Neil sure. Diamond Irving is a- in the, mm-hmm. the Irving Azoff came came in, and and yeah. and all of a sudden Neil Diamond was mm-hmm. in.
3: Neil Diamond and Bon, bon Jovi were Diamond? on the same ballot in 2011. Which and it's funny to think of. Bon Jovi being on a ballot and not getting voted in, but that did happen in 2011.
0: The year that Neil Diamond was yes. voted yeah, in? And
2: yeah, and Neil Diamond got in. And Bon Jovi yeah. did not. And wow. Bon Jovi was
3: so pissed that he allegedly removed all the- probably the
2: year of the fuck you speech. My yeah, God. Yeah, he removed all bon the bon artifacts Jovi.
3: from the museum, is the is the legend. He was so pissed off that they didn't get in on like their second or third yeah. year of eligibility, which is even crazy that they should even yeah. be considered that early. They're a band that definitely- you you guys have to wait a little bit, you know. We have to do... had a
0: hard on. I mean, yeah, he had a hard on for a lot of bands, and, and I mean, it was like over his dead body that Kiss would Kiss. get in, mm-hmm. and that's um, a quote. That's apparently a yeah, literal quote. Yeah, and and, and you uh, can confirm
3: that. And bon, <laughs> and, bon,
0: and Bon Jovi was another one that he, uh, you know, that that he didn't see, but uh, which I respect. I mean. I respect I mean listen you've got to have ideals. a gatekeeper yeah. <laughs> you've got to have some gatekeeping or else the whole thing loses any kind of prestige of mm-hmm. you know being the home of you know little richard and chuck berry and jerry lee lewis and um you know the pioneers um listen it, it's a way all, all of us who love rock and roll kind of want to see it go on we don't want to see it die we mm-hmm. want to see bands uh, uh, you know, like 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 you know, Greta Van Sleet take the, uh, you know, the Frog, rudiments yeah. of what they've learned. I mean, they're taking Led Zeppelin. You know, like Led Zeppelin took you know Howlin' Wolf mm-hmm. and Muddy Waters. I mean, right. it, it's an unbroken. When you come down to it, like we made the analogy, it, it's an unbroken stream that that keeps rolling, and and different tributaries go off. But you know, there, there's still a stream of you know what we call. Rock and roll. I mean, does Frank Sinatra belong in the rock and roll whole thing? That's, it might that's in, seem, come up. Is he in it, the. Rock it and it might thing? seem like an anachronism. An mean, but it's
2: also wild. I mean, like, does Neil Di- I mean, this is.
0: Well, Neil Diamond had
2: some
3: rock roots. Right. And he was in the roots. rock he, era. He, yes. You know what I mean? Whereas I, I feel like Sinatra and a lot of people who predate rock and roll, like their music existed before this thing became something. Yeah.
0: but Sinatra- But without Sinatra, you can't really imagine rock and roll. I mean, in, in mm-hmm. a sense, I, I mean, right. he Is led he to the cult of personality that, yes. you know, that created Elvis, that, I, I mean, he sort of created the template that Rock was sort of the anti of, of him. So, I mean, maybe he's the Rock Antichrist, but mm-hmm. doesn't the Antichrist deserve, uh, Sainthood? you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Anti-sainthood. Right. Ain't, uh, ain't <laughs>
3: I'm curious if, from your recollection, so you said you, you've kind of stood up for you know, Blondie and Hollow Notes and that worked uh, in your favor, but you also, you were arguing for New York Dolls, I'm assuming? Yes, I was. Which they made the ballot once, didn't get in.
0: I, I argued for the New York Dolls. I just think that people still don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those where you have to, where you really, you, know, you had to be there. Uh, to me, the Dolls were responsible for the whole Scene that came afterwards, the whole you know, Ramon CBGB, mm-hmm. I mean, came directly from what the dolls were doing, yeah. So, I think they deserve the credit for that. It seems kind of a shame that what they spawned, all those bands have, have gotten in, most of them anyway, um, right. and that they remain on the outside, so
4: mm-hmm. um. Go ahead. What,
2: when you get up and you're like, "All right, guys, New York dolls, it's a no brainer. Let's do this." What do you say? Or I don't know how you make your impassioned case. Like be- you probably do it like that. You do three sentences. You sit down. You have another bite of sandwich. But- I mean,
0: what's funny is it, it, it used to be. Uh, I mean, there was a time where you'd get up and and, and say that bunch of things, and I, I mean, it, you know, it could be Chuck Berry or you know the the, the original guys, whoever, uh, and it made sense. But now, when you get up and mm-hmm. say that in a room, you have a whole different, you know, group of people... In. This is my... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, don't worry about, about it. that. I'll, I'll turn that off. Um, hello. Um, You know, you yeah. Yeah, so like
3: those are obviously like...
0: You have a whole group of people. What I'm saying is there is not, as you mentioned before, there is not a single view of what rock and roll is mm-hmm. today. And even in that room where it was white guys of a certain age, um, the differences of opinion were were pretty vast. And that only gets more so when you add women, women of color, you know, men of color, whatever, you know, the, mm-hmm. the various different sorts of people who have, have their own, you know, idea of what rock and pop music stands for, and what influenced them, because everyone's influenced by something else growing up, and everyone has their own favorites. And you know, that's the beauty of, uh, you know, I had a, an old boss who used to say, that's why they make vanilla and chocolate ice cream. You know, I mean, <laughs> as lame as that is, that's, yeah. you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why there are different styles. And it's just, uh, you know, you look today and it's just dizzying what's out there. There's just so much. The, uh, you know, the level of entry has come down and anybody, hey, look at this. You know, we're doing a we're doing a podcast Yeah, a way we're, we're, we're making radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're doing our own, you know, we're doing mm-hmm. our own thing, you mm-hmm. know.
3: Yeah. And the access Who cares to... what,
0: you know, yeah. what, what iHeart Media is doing yeah. or, or Cumulus <laughs> or, is doing. I mean. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're filling a niche, a very narrow niche, but it's a niche. and oh, narrowest. don't we know it. <laughs>
2: well, and, you know, and, like, kids, kids these days. Oh, wow. Guys, kids oh, these that's, days. That's a good
0: way We're to start the kids that. these days. <laughs>
2: kids these days, they don't care about the radio at all, and they don't care about albums. They really, it, like, mixtapes, SoundCloud, those are the two places well, that Spotify, new Discovery. Yeah. Spotify yeah. but not even Spotify. That's like, almost the, more for us. The, yeah, that's our for our generation. Like, kids, I mean, like, the... Like teenagers these days do not Absolutely. care about rappers on SoundCloud. They want to hear about rappers on SoundCloud. They want to hear the mixtape that's on SoundCloud, and then they want to see like YouTube videos.
3: And they want to like, they want to vape and get out of there. <laughs> it,
0: it, it's sort of it's sort of like the end of the uh, of the kind of auteur uh, sort of theory where you know an, an artist is responsible for a work. Um, we're, we're in an era, as you've mentioned, where uh, songs now have the priority over artists. They're not. Mm-hmm. necessarily searching artists they're searching they songs the track, yeah. yeah and in the future how is that going to sync with any kind of artist how is any kind of artist going to attain enough of a, a you know sort of a, of a following or of a heft or of even a um of, of of a work resume to approach being in a hall of fame mm-hmm. but
2: people still do it i mean like you beyonce taylor you're swift. taylor swift uh, it's weird,
3: because it feels like there's, it's, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to compare it to the disappearing middle class, but there <laughs> but is, it is. But I will. <laughs> but I will, because there's like these behemoths, there's these huge stars, mm-hmm. and then on the and other niche end, artists. you have sure. your niche artists. Nothing uh, in the middle. And mm-hmm. it feels like there's very
0: little in the middle. And yeah, how about an interesting point you raise? <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Swift will undoubtedly get... Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of so. Fame. But would some point? there
2: be a Taylor Swift without a Dolly Parton, guys? Great
3: question.
0: And uh yeah.
2: no, I I, I wouldn't
0: keep Dolly out. I I, mean, I think she uh,
2: should. I just I, I can't mm-hmm. believe she doesn't even get talked about. Yeah, I, I it feel almost like feels that like to me, like me. Kind of bums me. Maybe
0: out. it's just the Music Hall of Fame or, or the Pop Music Hall of Fame. Um, and well, if you think I, about, like, I think that that would be a bit. You see, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was started in the sense that. Rock and roll was a distinct genre from everything else that was taking place. Mm-hmm. It was a reaction to the mainstream pop of its day yeah. uh, of the you know of the Sinatras and the Bing Crosbys. This was a reaction to it, uh, but yet what's happening and what is interesting is rock and roll has just turned out to be just you know one more genre along the road to whatever wherever we're going mm-hmm. it was like a little blip ultimately yeah. uh, a boomer blip caused by economics <laughs> and and, yeah. and context right. and uh, and a group of uh, and a demographic that was just you know feeling its spending power you mm-hmm. know from the from the you know 25 cent allowance that they saved up to buy a 45 like myself mm-hmm. you know on up to Jan Wenner buying companies and flipping companies and Uh making Rolling Stone the basis of a media empire, which is now toppling. And the end of Rolling Stone, the appearance of this book, Sticky Fingers, and the kind of crisis point I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, is is at at this point of time, are all uh, points of the same narrative, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. the, the, The changing of the guard. And what's next? Where's it going? How is it going to incorporate all these crazy? I mean, you know, listen to Kanye. What's Kanye? What's that music all about? Uh, What is, you know, Pusha T? What is, uh, you know, how is EDM going to be? Absorbed into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Will EDM be uh, be absorbed? I mean,
2: also, I think a big thing with rap music in particular, and a big thing that I care about and listen to in rap music is production. And I think that like there'll be a time when the like rap producers are going to be. That like I feel like that's a lot of what we're people are responding to in music, especially in hip hop Mm -hmm. and rap music, is production and well, the producers are the auteurs, like the the directors are the auteurs now in in that kind of without a doubt. And
3: a lot of rock bands who find themselves struggling or find themselves needing a jolt of energy will go to rap producers.
0: Yeah, well, we're definitely reaching an an age where you mentioned a, a good point, and that is the the notion of an artist and a producer. Is really kind of coming together more. These producers are more artists than the artists themselves. Mm-hmm. They're the ones like like Phil Spector back in the day yeah. who who, who, who you they have a sound who you've yes. been, in well, why, well, oh, like, been in a room with. and that's
2: why. Well, and that's oh, have been in a room with Phil Spector.
3: Oh just want to
2: <laughs> okay. We, we should get. I will just say. I just feel like I feel like like Pharrell, for example, mm-hmm. like he can work with any type of artist, and it sounds like a Pharrell track. It doesn't matter. He's worked, you know, with Adele and with um,
3: with uh, Robin. And thick.
1: Yeah. And, or or, or and even better, someone like Max
0: Punk. Someone like Max Martin, who yeah, you know, yes. oh, isn't oh, an artist is, in himself, it, but is as big an or tour right now in pop music that you and, have.
2: And for the past twenty years, Has an, I been in
3: an
0: institution, yeah. He yeah.
2: Uh
3: yeah. So anyway, we we've glossed over. You have been in a room with Phil yeah, Spector.
1: Please.
0: Well, I've 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 met Phil a couple of times. I can't say I've had any real interaction with him. Mm-hmm. There are other people who are you know, much closer than, than me to Phil, but, uh, you know, obviously someone that uh, looms large mm-hmm. in the history of, uh, a of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. He was very active in the first few years of that. Yes. Uh, and oh, I know it was something he always attended every year. That was kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Phil's, Phil's bar mitzvah each year. So, right. Uh,
3: uh, and you must have gone to a
0: few induction ceremonies, I've got to imagine. I, ironically enough... Uh, I have been to two, the two that were out in Los Angeles.
3: Okay, so 2013? Uh, I, I
0: was at the one in... Uh, Joe I just was...
2: did that off the top of his head. Also, he went, oh, so 2013, it didn't look at anything. Uh, yeah, I was at the one in 2013.
0: The one that opened with Randy Newman, uh, the yeah, Love LA. The, the first one I was at oh. was the classic one. Uh, it was the first one held in Los Angeles, the Century Plaza Hotel, 2003. Okay. It was the famous one where Cream reformed after 25 years. 93. And uh, 93, I'm sorry, 1993.
2: Uh, Also off the dome. The person who was there uh, did not say the year correctly. (laughs) Joe And a a a weirdo. And was like, no, you mean 10 years earlier. Yeah, he's the expert.
3: Sure, 93. Were Cream famously uh, reunited and CCR did not?
0: And that's right. And and the two guys, I I remember them just sitting there with uh, the guy with his bass player and the other guy with his drumsticks sitting forlornly at that table. Oh uh, my God! Oh, as, the CCR uh, guys yes, Yeah, didn't as, get up. Okay. Uh, as John went up and, and with played Bruce. with uh, Bruce and Robbie, and, and yeah. Don was, and uh, they played a three-song set. And those guys sat there, and and literally, uh, yeah, Stu, stewed, Stuco and stewed, 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 stewed <laughs> stew, stew, and studio. and Cosmo was was none too happy. That was a very very uh embarrassing black eye moment, I thought, for the Hall of Fame. Uh, the other one was was Blondie's reception when Debbie put down oh, yeah. Frank Infante, who wanted to play with the How band. How did you
2: feel about that after you like you felt, hyped for them for so long? You you did you you felt
0: very felt very bad that that turned so ugly. I yeah, I know it's... Frank I know Frank very well. Uh, I know I know Clem Burke really well. Great guy, really nice guy. Uh, that that was sad, but you've got to understand. It's like kids hoping that their divorced parents get back together again. Yeah, I mean the Credence Clearwater Revival situation was ugly. These mm-hmm. two guys had just sold the rights to the their, you know their rights to the Credence Clearwater name to John's uh, enemy Saul Zance over at Fantasy right. Records it was like uh, you couldn't have slapped them in the face anymore and then you expect them to get up there and put on a smiley face and play Born on the Bayou it's not going to happen right and that's the situation that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to have to deal with more and more mm-hmm. with these I mean, fractured lineups who to invite who not to invite who should be part of it who shouldn't be. it's it's a mess
3: it is a mess but what I do think when it works out it's it's pretty great and it's and it's like the, i mean like the talking heads you uh, mean the
0: reformations when they come about? when when, when they, they do work reunion. out obviously yeah. it's it's gonna be yeah they're be magic messy. moments no question
3: and and it, those are and sometimes i think those moments can only happen there cuz the talking heads have only reunited once and it was for it's probably because of Seymour. I have to
2: watch that because they are my favorite band. <laughs> it's
3: great, and it's the only time they reunited. And sometimes it works out, and I think yeah, it's that, worth that, it. For that's that.
0: one. That's one where where the uh, the bitterness runs deep. I mean, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll they'll never get back together, which is uh, a shame because they are one of my. I, I, mean, I mean, all one time. of my favorite bands um, of all time. Favorite, favorite. Just watch "Stop Making Sense" again, and it's it's probably one of the half a dozen best concert films I ever, mean. filmed. without question.
2: Also, what's the craziest thing that ever happened in a noncom meeting? Like, did, like, did someone come to blows? Like, did anyone come to blows? Or did someone just, like, suggest someone that everyone was, was like, like, are out you control. out of your mind? Like, the
3: banana splits. Like. <laughs> you yeah, know, I can't. I, I, or I do can't. you have a recollection of, of, of any, like, out of thin air or, like, coming in out of the blue? Like, why are you advocating for this person, like,
0: no, not not really. I,
3: I guess I, people who are on the nominating committee are relatively yeah, stable in terms of Yeah, they're there
0: for they're there for a reason and and their tastes are pretty uh you know I, I never I, I never actually uh proposed suicide uh, a band I I don't mean Not the, the act but not, the not, band. In, the, in these, these are trying days, times, not the act guys. but the band. Yes. Someone
3: brought up John Bon Jovi and you uh proposed
1: suicide. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I wouldn't uh I, I that that was a band that uh, you know. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily try to make a case for. Um, um, I, I, I certainly feel like I could today. You mm-hmm. know, in in terms of uh, uh, you know their their influence and their abiding influence just thirty years later. Um, you know, to me, I'm 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 delighted and and surprised that what went down in New York, you know, from '76 to about '81. Uh, is still remembered and and revered by so many people. Um, you know, you're talking about, it, it's almost, it's over 40 years since mm-hmm. that time. And, yeah, uh, you know, there there's still a reverence. There's still fans and young fans. And, you know, you see them with their Ramones T-shirts or their CBGB T-shirts. Yeah. And, um, you know, Suicide, Alan Vega passed away a couple of years ago, and, and Marty Rev is the only one. Uh, the, only, the only living member and uh he, he came to l a about a year ago and uh pl- played a gig um at this club over in uh in, in atwater uh, zanzibar maybe i it was really it was it was a really hip underground kind of club and uh you know you had a group of kids there and i i looked around and it was a solid you know there were seventy five hundred hundred and fifty people there And, uh, you know, they were 25 and 30 hipsters and they were just, they were dancing to Marty Rev. They were Mm -hmm. just digging what he was doing. And, you know, I I had seen such, uh, you know, hostility, you know, how dare a band come on stage without a guitar, you know, (laughs) or a drum. I mean, what the, what are they doing? No Uh instruments. I mean and now uh you know you you hear this this iphone commercial this french band uh and it sounds like a suicide riff you know you know it's crazy i mean mm-hmm. now kids can hear it but you know 30 years well, ago 40 also, years now ago not they having didn't instrument is like yeah, People. de rigor. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean People. they they totally <laughs> anticipated <laughs> a laptop They totally anticipated everything that was going to happen in terms of, you know, EDM and dance music mm-hmm. and how that was going to proceed. So, um
2: But you never you never uh presented them it was
0: maybe a bridge not- too far. I I never no, I, I never made an actual presentation for for suicide. I just thought it would be suicide.
3: Well, <laughs> there you have it. named. Well, let's uh let's transition into the uh The band that I want to talk about for a little bit, which and we are I have tried to, Roy, I've tried to come up with an actual we kind of covered a little bit, an actual categorization of things that would make you uh, a worthy inductee. These are
2: Joe's stabs at what he thinks these are your categories, your attributes.
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. for a rock and roll Hall of Fame. And and we're going to evaluate Roxy Music.
0: In terms of your uh, in terms of in terms uh, of these okay, categories, okay.
3: And is this a band that you have uh, you've advocated for? Uh, I, if not you, someone must have. I've I gotta imagine.
0: Yes, they they've been advocated for. They they have. Um, have they? I don't. Have they ever been on the? They've uh, never made it to the ballot. Okay, they never even made it to the, to that ballot. No. Uh, which which is really interesting to me, and I, and I'm wondering what happened because they do have an atlantic records connection and uh bands that were on atlantic records sort of uh, you know have a ha, have an advantage mm-hmm. um certainly when Amit was still alive right. they they did but uh, that never seemed to work in, in Roxy music, music's case um you know a, as you know as an astute observer there has always been an aversion to uh, prog rock mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in in the yeah. past and i, I think Roxy are kind of part of that, but they're they're not part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're certainly an art rock band, um, and art rock bands haven't necessarily fared very well either. Um, and I'm thinking like like an XTC, for instance, mm-hmm. a band like that. Um, you know. Brian Eno himself is not part of the Rock and Roll Hall of no. Fame, no. which is very hard for me to believe. That you is, know? especially um, when there's a
3: category called musical excellence. That Brian we-
0: deserves. I, Brian Eno deserves, and and this was sort of my way of getting him in there. Uh, you know, Roxy mm-hmm. Music's original lineup.
3: You
1: know, yes. with
0: with Brian, and mm-hmm. uh, you know those those first few albums. You know, so influential. I, I mean, sort of really. Um, Establishing that glam rock palette yeah. of something different than you know the blue jeans and the you know and mm-hmm. the flannel that was sort of uh, you know they were they were taking the kind of the psychedelic. Thing that was happening in San Francisco, and basically, you know, updating it for mm-hmm. for seventies London. Are the and, uh,
2: are the modern lovers in? No, they're, they're not. not?
0: No, oh. nor nor Jonathan Richman. No, Jonathan Richman uh, uh, either. Okay. Well, well, um, well,
3: why don't we uh, why don't we go through these categories then? Uh, oh yeah, and, and see how Roxy Music fares. Go ahead. The first one, critical acclaim, and I think, you know, they they spread a score a ten out of ten in this one. You know, nearly. I feel like nearly every album. There's a few towards the end. But, you know, they've got, uh, I feel like they were darlings, you know, especially, and I think about the connection between Rolling Stone and The Hall, and especially, you know, when Rolling Stone came out with a list of like 100 greatest artists, you know, 10, 15 years ago, Roxy Music was on that list. And I think they are critically very well regarded. I think they get, uh, yeah, more, more than so many other bands, I feel like they've consistently, through a lot of publications... High marks, as they say. (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely. But uh, I think what hurts them a little bit is this sort of the two phases of the band. Mm -hmm. You had that Mm -hmm. early kind of raucous, you know, punky phase. And then, of course, you know, they had the Avalon stage, Mm -hmm. which was their most commercially successful stage. And to me, that alone should, should, you know... um, put them up for consideration but yeah. there there were a lot of people who felt that uh, you know that that was a little brittle or dry or a little too arty uh um, the Avalon album the Avalon period think, yeah. yeah
3: although i think i think it's been over time it's been if it at any point when it came out was not received well i think now People have, especially critics, have kind of embraced it. I mean, at the
0: time, those records were must lists on CD just because of mm-hmm. how they sounded, the production, along yeah. with like Steely Dan, for instance. Right. I mean, just to hear the, the pristine quality of mm-hmm. what was going on there.
3: Well, let's talk. The next category is classic albums. Classic albums. And I think it's no exaggeration to say, at the very least, they have four albums that you could say are among the greatest of yeah, all which, time.
0: I mean, they were all great. Stranded, yeah. I would say. For your pleasure.
3: For Your Pleasure, Siren, Country Life, and Avalon for sure, and even even beyond that, Stranded and the debut. I just think there's there's so many classic albums there. There's a, that's another category where they really shine, uh, and on the and when you you see these lists of the greatest albums, they're always showing up. A lot yeah. of these albums. So you
0: personally are are you do you think Roxy has have the credentials, to be considered? This we're, is our that's so the funds so we'll we go through all through all the We're going to go and get the and verdict. We'll get verdict And then we'll get a verdict a verdict Absolutely. Oh, I okay. So
3: I mean so far they're doing great. Classic they're, albums check. Cl- uh, Commercial com- uh, no, critical, critical acclaim, acclaim yeah. check. check. Okay, iconic songs. Now I th- I always I feel like Roxy's maybe more of an albums group than uh, a singles. Uh if I I don't know
0: in every dream a heartache?
2: To me, Love is the Drug. Love is, is the Drug. Like, yeah. the, is the most Roxy Music song yeah. that is notable as far as like, just that's the song you hear and you're like, oh, Roxy Music. Yeah. Like,
0: what about
3: Do the Strand Ski? I heard that on the radio today. Really? On KCSN. Oh, uh, that, didn't there. it sound good? <laughs> that song's incredible. I really like that one. It's really like, uh, it's like Sinister. Do the strand? The they're way it di- they're with it. different.
0: They're they're unique. Mm-hmm. They they really stand they have a out. Sound. I mean, mm-hmm. you listen to a song and you go, "Hey, that's Roxy." To me, that is distinctive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a, a very important point. If they've created a distinctive sound and image, and I feel that they that, that they're right on both counts. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. So, and then we
3: talk about if maybe not iconic songs. Do they have recognizable songs?
2: More than this. There's
3: more than this, Avalon, the song. uh... Maybe Virginia playing uh, and that
2: has also got that kind of quirky. I don't know. I think they're like such an interesting, fun band because they they have some like some
3: too. avant garde sensibilities, yeah. especially when Eno was in the band. Uh, you know, the, the, some of the chord changes and things are just kind of coming at you from different angles. To me,
0: they're the archetypal rock and roll Hall of Fame band. I mean, they they did have critical you know acceptance. Mm-hmm. They uh, they they moved the needle. And uh, they ended up, they did have commercial acceptance, ultimately. Sure, so that's the, next, well, there's that's the our next, next category. Yeah. And, very good Joe, segue. Wow,
2: it's like you might be right on in your categories. So, yeah, <laughs> their commercial, like
3: and I think maybe what hurts them is that most of their commercial appeal was not in America. I mean, the UK was where they, they were, were bigger very the popular. Mm. But they had... Especially a- the Avalon album eventually, uh, yeah. I think, went, if not platinum, gold. Uh, so yeah, And that's and I th- also
2: just like the type of album that would be popular in the UK. Avalon has like so, yeah. That's just like how, especially in the eighties, I feel like that's that British, just sophisticated, like, yeah, uh, pop right. kind of. It is,
3: soph- yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then the the next category uh, is longevity. Did they have a long career? Uh, and they did. You know, they had eight albums. Uh, and they were around. You know, they they had quite an output, and then they were around. You know, from seventy one to eighty three. 12 years of pretty consistent work I'd say you know that's not sometimes we look at this category to say like oh you know are they like a uh, an Aerosmith that was around for you know well longevity
0: longevity is something I think uh one of the things o- over these few years that's become important is for these bands that want to be considered to stay vibrant to mm-hmm. stay in front of people's you or know to- eyes to be touring out there to yeah. be putting out new records like Daryl Hall, for instance, what he did, you know, he started the, uh, the, the webcast the live from daryl's house, house yes. he began to play with you know younger musicians mm-hmm. you know who came to you know he sort of did his victory lap but at the same time he did it in public just to make people aware of the legacy you have yeah. to you have to stay at, you have to stay in front of people yeah, it's, without it's a doubt. Must. So
2: or it, you need to make one or two really great albums and then have your lead singer die
3: well, that's to, to seal that's, your legacy. That's, yeah. that's
2: it. You either uh,
3: you gotta yeah, go
0: Nirvana, out. Yeah, Nirvana's in, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I think the uh, then the next category, a huge one, influence, innovation, and again, I think they're they're extremely influential. You think about a lot of the stuff, especially that came out of Britain after them, and even I think they influenced the the punk uh, movement.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were the precursors to to, mm-hmm. to punk, for Without sure.
3: Without a doubt, and you you can hear them, I think, in the Talking Heads. I know uh, Steve Jones from The Sex Pistols has cited them as an influence. But you know, they're also hugely influential to those bands like uh, Duran Duran and The Cure and The Smiths and that whole new wave. They yeah, might new be wave, a fork absolutely. In
2: the stream, they might be like one of the tributaries might originate from Roxy music. Right. Um, do, when people are at in the nomcom meetings. Would that be like maybe people would like you said you made three sentences a second ago. You were like they were really influential. They had a long career. They were commercially and critically acclaimed. Like blah blah blah. Would you say something like that to try to like rep for them? In well, a meeting? absolutely.
0: I, I mean, you know, those those are sort of the uh, the bullet points that that you go over when mm-hmm. you're making your case. Um, uh, yeah, matter. You know, and and you know you have to kind of give them an idea of of what. Of, of how you're judging, what your judging system is, as you've done, you've mm-hmm. gone through a checklist, and I, you know, I'd say that's that's pretty accurate in terms. Uh, wow. But but, Uh-oh. but you never know, <laughs> you know, you never know what's going to influence people. I mean, yeah. look, there was this Nina Simone documentary, yeah, and then all of a sudden, Nina simone that's is, I is, is on the see? ballot, straight I mean, out of
3: Compton. Then what yes. happens the straight following out of year? NWA up, and
2: has got a documentary that we were saying might get inducted because they have a documentary?
3: Well, Whitney has a documentary. Whitney has a
2: documentary out. coming out. That's what we were saying. So maybe what do you think? Do you think Whitney could get in? Do you think well, anybody I, I, is going to bother to rep for her in these meetings? Do you, know, you think these, any of these white guys are going to be like These black
0: divas have had a tough time. I mean, that's I have a, I saying. have a strong group of people who keep hocking me about Janet Jackson. Janet
1: Jackson. I mean, there's a real mm-hmm.
0: strong group of people yes. who have formed their own kind of you know, and they have also found out who the nominating committee members are, past mm-hmm. and future. Yeah, and, they and they and they, they like direct us. message oh, that, yeah. and they do the whole the whole number. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but see, but this is the thing: they're just a group of impassioned fans. They don't have any power. So it's well, they
0: do. They're starting. I, I, listen, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a commercial enterprise. Um, it's not it's a, a business. It, I mean, it is, despite it the fact that they throw out non They are they are a business. So they want to attract the most people into that museum. They want to sell the seats to that yearly show. Mm-hmm. Um I think that was what was responsible for rush getting in for journey getting in. Yeah. They do a running tally of these po- of the popular vote and even though it counts as only one ballot, I think it influences and it's 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 a running tally, right? Mm-hmm. People see it as they've got yeah. as they've got those those ballots with them. Mm-hmm. So I think that might not have a, a real effect in terms of just one ballot out of all of them. But I think it has a um, a subconscious effect on how the voters are voting. So keep those
2: DMs coming. Yes. In, Hashtag and in, in, indus- Janet. Indus-
0: <laughs> j- vote, vote,
3: vote. Uh,
2: <laughs> I just mean like, you know, because I think that that has kind of become even clearer to me in talking to you about this is the idea that you do need to have someone powerful
0: Rep repping for
2: you in your corner at these meetings in order to get on the ballot, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you it's like a, who, you,
0: you need a, a rabbi, as as it is often said.
2: Yeah, to make um, or you're never going to have a bar mitzvah, you mm-hmm. know. No, that's, that's true. You, without, you a a without a rabbi, it's not going to happen.
0: Yep. that's probably the best. Uh, but you know, it, so it's like, <laughs> who's,
2: well, who's in there standing up and saying Janet Dam Jackson, and who's going to stand up and say Whitney Houston, Dolly Parton? Put me on the nomcom, <laughs>
0: is what I'm to Well, say. <laughs> I mean, the guys who seem to be controlling a lot of what's going on right now, um, little Steven is, yeah, is very, is very influential. And and I mentioned Questlove is very yeah. influential. Morello has become very influential. Um, and yeah. I
3: think Questlove is the one pushing for Janet. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he must be. I'm pretty I mean, sure. That makes, Based that, on his Instagram. That makes, and, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I think he's pushing for Shaka Khan and, and Janet.
0: Do you and there's it? also commercial considerations. I mean, like I said, you know, uh, Janet's out there. She's she's doing a tour or mm-hmm. there's a, you know. This would right, be a perfect time for her to get in. This would be a great
2: time. And also Whitney is about to have a documentary, et cetera. I think those are good ones. Um, oh, I forgot my thought. Keep well, <laughs> I, I was going to say I think there
3: are things that influence the voters – because especially because, and I, I'm curious what you what your take is on this Radiohead not getting in. So Radiohead was on the ballot this year, first year eligible. They a slam dunk, you know, like they. I, I thought so.
0: They've made, and, I think they've made some comments that they're not that they're not. Into it, mm-hmm. and, and, and they had a
3: they they're had not a looking
2: booking. for a Sex Pistols repeat. Oh, this is Joe's theory.
3: Well, and, and and this is widely known that they had a gig in South America scheduled for the date of the induction that was already set in stone, and they had been asked if they would move it if they got inducted, and they said no. Do you think? Yes,
0: <laughs> of course. Confirmation. I, I mean, no, but I that's, mean, all, I think, that's only my opinion. Well, I, I don't I, know. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but the way these things work there there's a lot of backroom finagling mm-hmm. yeah. and uh i mean listen that happens at the grammys it that um, happens everywhere yeah. I, I mean yeah um i mean for the rock and roll hall of fame it's not as if the the, the televised show is 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 the life or death that the grammys is but I'm sure they want a good televised show. It's on it, HBO. Yes, Wouldn't be able to tell I mean, from HBO's the people they inducted something. last
2: year.
3: Yeah, they really, what a, it really blew up their They just were face. like, we'll
2: take this year off, I guess. I did not enjoy although this Although it had ceremony. its
0: moments. Although it had its I, moments. I would agree
3: with you. I mean, we we love that Sister I, Rosetta. I love the Sister
2: Rosetta I, Tharp
0: Tribute. I, and I, every one of them, I always say, well, oh my God, this is going to be just like stultifying. And, um, you know, I, I agree this one was not easy to sit through, but... Uh, again, the, the sort of the the recognition and the and the spotlight. I mean, yeah, you get that throughout your life if you're a performer, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, no need to, you know, necessarily milk the moment, but um, it means something to them. Yes, um, it it does. It just in terms of the room of their peers and who has also. I mean, they've. You know, it might have started off as a cable TV show, but now it's kind of, you know, witnessed this very podcast and the, the, the reams and reams of social media, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's dedicated to this. Um, it obviously still means something. I don't know how much longer it will still mean something. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if there are, you know, many more years like this one, I don't know how it can survive. Right. Uh, well, but I mean, it will be know... interesting to see. How it does? Mm-hmm. If
2: next year they've got Janet and Radiohead, I'd be like, "Wow, what a thing to they, actually watch!" I'd be pretty excited.
3: They with 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 the people they've nominated and has haven't gotten in alone. They could really put together quite has a show. Has the Cure
2: ever been nominated?
3: Nominated once. <sighs> and I think, yeah, I think they're for me the Cure is the biggest snub.
0: Uh, a snub? Yeah, uh, I, a, I think so. Definite. I don't uh,
3: see how. I don't see how they aren't uh in the conversation i
2: have another question because this is some, i remembered it now because you mentioned chaka con that um quest love is often like you know pulling for chaka con is there um something to do with like we want to get this person in before like that they would want chaka in before whitney or they would want you know like obviously some sense of order some sense of order is there anything like that does that ever get discussed where it's like well we can't let this person in until we've inducted that person
0: I think that that's part of the argument, uh, for sure. People will say um, stuff like that. I, I, like- I think it, well, I, I don't know if people actually acknowledge, uh, stuff like that out, out loud, but I, I'm sure it's part of the thought process of, of what goes mm-hmm. in and, 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 you know, and who's deserving and, uh, you know, when you, when you actually, you know, get down to that ballot and you look at it and it's, a, you know, it's, it's a pretty heavy responsibility because, uh. You know, if they make that ballot, there's someone out there who's made a good case for them. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that ballot, as I have on many an occasion, and go, "God, where you know where do I start with something like this?" I mean, Rufus and Chaka Khan and Kraftwerk—I mean, they're like it's like apples and oranges, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, basically, you could make a case. For every one of those those artists I that think end so. up on there. I think anyone that winds uh, up on there and, and someone ballot. has made a case for mm-hmm. them to, to to get them that far. Yeah. Um, it's rather cruel. I, I don't think that they wanted you know, that particular ballot to be public knowledge necessarily, but you know, they they can't really help that. It happens, that's the way it is. Oh you mean initially Yeah. 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 I, I now mean, it's, now it's like they yeah, don't yeah. like to they don't like to make it known who were the losers. You know who didn't get you right, know, yeah, l- uh,
3: But it is, now l- it is like an unveiling. You know, now it's like a, yeah, a moment.
0: I, I think. Uh, for me. I, I, <laughs> I think there should be more. I, I think there should be more transparency,
3: without a doubt. Because um, they've shadowy. they've cloaked
0: it and they've done that purposely. I think to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I think moving forward in this era of transparency, I think uh, <laughs> I think the public should have even more of a say in what goes on. I think maybe they should be given a, a larger percentage of the ballot vote. Mm-hmm. You know, let it count for maybe 10 yep. percent. You know, it's still it's still not going to aff- really affect it that yeah, it's much. It's not
2: going to tip the electoral college. I don't think long. so.
0: I don't think so. But. <laughs> but
2: but let's let's at least give a nod to the popular vote.
3: Right. Why not? Uh, something that occurred to me that is probably a silly question. Anyone ever use visual aids? When they were going for a trying to advocate, yeah, 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 there there really,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, there have been people who have brought uh, bullet points, yeah, yeah, Uh, like PowerPoint,
1: like a PowerPoint, okay,
3: but I'm, yeah, so that's interesting that they, so uh, like, there could be, it gets more
0: elaborate, it gets more elaborate. I mean, it goes from sort of you know, heartfelt personal reminiscences Mm. to just like, uh. You know, Bing, 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 mm-hmm. uh, and of course, yeah. I mean, uh,
2: people pulling up YouTube clips. I, I
0: think you know everyone has their motives. Let's face mm-hmm. it. I, I mean, you go in there; their people are people. You know, they're not. they're, they're not bots. Um, be, they've, they've, uh, what most if we of could them... have a better Hall of Fame? It
3: was run by bots. <laughs> yeah. Most of them. Yeah, that's a good thought
0: to have. To have but uh, and most of them there have been in this business long enough where they've had they've had interactions. With the people mm-hmm. that yeah. they're voting on and uh, and don't tell me that doesn't come into it and and certainly you know Jan is the biggest culprit of of holding personal grudges um you know against some of the nominees and uh, right you know, and he set the standard now if he starts to you know move away. Um, and as I say, they keep trying to keep that. You know, I mean, I didn't mind getting kicked off if they're going to make the nominating committee kind of more representative mm-hmm. of what's going on out there. Yeah. And I think as, as everything moves inexorably along, that's what they're going to have to do. Makes sense. Yeah.
2: Uh, we never voted on uh, Roxy music. We we, is we, on we me. got off on a tangent. We had one more category. <laughs> that's on which me. I'm was, sorry. No, it's
3: okay. No, I'm, but I'm, I'm not. Glad we, I'm glad we, we, glad we got to talk about all yeah. the things we talked about. Um, there was one more category with Roxy music. What they're, is, they're doing? Oh great yeah, that's so far. right. The
2: most important category of all.
3: Does my mom know who they are? And I actually first uh, with this category, I've decided I should just ask my mom before. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> because Let's her I because I mean, it get is, her on the phone, it
0: is. mom. Roxy music
3: question mark it is because it, it, it i mean it is both literal and it's meant to represent more of like is this person is this act famous enough known for yeah. someone like my mom uh and i brought it i brought roxy music up to her uh when i was talking to both my parents and she was like i don't know and then my dad went yeah glam so we've got we've got my dad you got half yeah that's
0: yeah. 50%, that's
3: 50%. <laughs> my dad seems to know who they are my mom did not my mom did know who Liz Fair was and I said that she would know oh. so I feel like I. Should how, how old are your parents at this point in their uh, 40s my, no oh my parents are 60s Six, sixty-seven. my oh, mom yeah. is
2: 57 and that's, she that's my generation. both my
3: parents are 67 excuse me I want to make sure that it's known <laughs> that I know that ages of both my parents
2: <laughs> and I think that her familiarity with Roxy music would be she'd be like oh yeah I mean I've heard of them <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, and she 100%
2: question. would not like and then if you started to play a song she'd be like she would not be able to tell you that a song was Roxy Music but if you said this is Roxy Music she'd be like yeah I know but she 100% well your mom was I
0: mean she had to be like in her mid 20s when that was going on yeah so.
2: she was really into, was she into my mom was really into classic Dolly Parton no not at all my no. mom was really into cla- well she liked Dolly but Classical my mom was music? really into classic rock oh, classic like she rock. was really into like she loved Led Zeppelin and all that and then she Really loved um, like Dire Straits and Supertramp and all that in the eighties when I was growing up. She really well. She should have like
0: Roxy music. I'm I mean, sure you Roxy know what? music is not a hundred miles away from Supertramp. I, I maybe mean, I uh, didn't
2: give but, her enough
0: credit. Supertramp's not in the rock and roll hall oh, of fame either. On uh, over my dead body,
3: uh, to <laughs> quote uh, Jan Weiner, <laughs> Um I think, but I think the distinction there is I don't think American radio played Roxy music uh, the way they would Supertramp.
2: Yeah, I mean she was.
3: Well, no,
0: but I mean Avalon got some play on, I guess, FM stations. I, you know what?
2: And also, mm-hmm. my mom really listened to XRT a lot in Chicago, which is like an alt rock station. Yeah, cool. they had to be
0: playing. Yeah, it. yeah,
2: and I'm sure they were playing it. You know what? Uh, no, mom, I take get it get back. Her. Jackie, you know what's up? You you probably <laughs> definitely listening to rock's music, no problem. Mom loves Tom Petty. She's she's chill. My All right, mom's it's time
3: cool. it's time for our verdicts, and it's. Should they and will they, and if it's will they, how long from now will they? So, Kristen, do you want to start? Oh, boy. Uh,
2: this is me coming out of just grasping in the dark. I think, yes, should they. I think, yes, will they. But I think it's going to be a while. I think we're looking at 10 to 15 years.
0: Okay. That right. is
2: my prediction.
0: Well, since they're my pick of uh, of the ones that haven't been in, I, I would say uh, they definitely should. Uh, will they is is an interesting question. I mean, uh, you know, Brian Ferry is still out there. He's still playing. I hear those shows are still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him a couple of years ago. And I mean, I love I, I, I really do love Roxy Music. Uh, but I think the more time passes, the more difficult it is for them to get in. But uh, Judging by the pickings every year, they're getting kind of slim. So I don't know, maybe. But if they don't get in within the next five years, I think it's going to have to be the uh, the mythical veterans committee that mm-hmm. will have to, uh, right. you know, uh, examine that particular candidacy in years to come.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think they should. I think they will. Um, it's tough because they have not been on the ballot uh, at all. Oh. So, I mean, I, th- I was kind of in the same range that you were thinking, like maybe in 10, 10 to 15. But then
2: didn't Roy kind of get you with the, if they don't get in now, then they're, then we're going to run out of folks who love Roxy Music?
3: I don't know. Because I do, I think, but also what Roy said about it's slim. We're getting slim. I think at a certain point we're going to have to turn to Roxy Music to save us all. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we will, there will be a point where it's like, oh, this was overlooked. Uh, it's time to, you know, it's either, I mean, are we going to induct Roxy Music or Supertramp when it comes down to that? I think (laughs) the choice is going to be clear. You better
2: go Roxy Music. Who who is,
0: I mean, you've you've studied this thing. I know Uh that there's there's sort of a consensus. Uh, Who is sort of the most overlooked uh, in terms of, of public support that is not in. Oh, in terms of public support? Well, the public support has. I mean, has, Janet is a yeah. very,
2: she's got a very Well, they've bogal. got a very
0: visible um, Right. Uh, I would say over the
3: past five or so years, the hall has actually catered to the public support. That's right. Quite a bit. I mean, for a long time, it was Kiss and Rush and right. even the Moody Blues. Right, Moody and, Blues. And, uh, These were the groups that were in journey, long time snubs, uh, who then got in. And I think that's kind of been the era. Because, as you know, before, you know, 2011 or 12 or whatever, the hall was, you could describe them as relatively pretentious just because those types of populist groups yeah, were kept out're out, were kept sure. out. Uh, and now if you're just like Kristen who's just kind of observing the hall just now,
2: tuning in you
3: you see it as being uh, a bunch of boring dad rock groups yes but it's really a trend only from the past five years so of, of like the groups that are left that that have public support it's hard to tell because it feels like we're, we're knocking them out at quite a clip yeah uh,
0: yeah they really seem start... to be kind of sweeping up yeah, uh, you know everything that was left over. It really well.
2: I feel like that's how you end up with bands like the Moody Blues getting in. Is that's like all of their buddies got in, and so they're like, "Come on!" But that's not what I want from a Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I don't want the like. I mean, I guess we oughta. Okay, I, I'm not looking for that. And I if want there
3: are, if there are bands of that ilk that are left, I would say it's probably like Def Leopard, Jethro Tull the doobie brothers the guess who those are the kind of classic rock that bad, yeah, I, uh, bad I, company I, which would be I just
0: saw the doobie brothers out at an Indian con- casino and and you know they have three you know they have three big hits and I, I, I mean know, I think their problem is they also cleave into two different categories they you know w- with michael mcdonald and without michael mcdonald I think that helps so. their case
3: cuz they have two I I think one a band is able to have kind of Two different phases. I mean, it I, helped. Helps. It helped
0: yeah, the Moody Blues.
3: So. They had that whole they had an eighties 80s revival. 80s revival. I think it, it, it's a testament to longevity and to style and, and the ability to evolve.
0: Uh, uh, okay. Look for the Doobie Brothers on the ballot because uh, Irving Irving's involved with them. So, oh, is that right? so I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck in at They're, some point. Yeah,
3: and you know what? I'm not against it. I don't hate. The and I think if you actually, if you examined, which we maybe should do at they're uh, certainly not episode. in
0: the name Hall of Fame.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, genius. Oh, gosh. Yeah, them and the Foo Fighters and yeah, a lot of great uh, oh, awful names. Okay. The Foo oh.
0: Fighters will get in. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Yes. They played the game. They quite look well. like the first ballot. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. David Grohl, say what you want. The guy's like an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Yes, for the that's.
2: Forum. I now know this. Yeah, we talked about him. Someone brought uh, Foo Fighters in as their as their band du jour, mm-hmm. and we had a long. I realized that I know and like a lot more Foo Fighter songs than I thought I did.
0: I hate the Doobie Brothers. Are the same. To me, they're second rate. Yeah, you
2: know
3: what.
0: I think not. Not top. I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, I admire them. They're workmen like, yeah, journeymen kind of. I, I just mm-hmm. don't think that they are. They're like the- solid.
2: That's what I was saying. they're, yeah, not, they're, they're solid. They're, they're not solid. exceptional in any way. They're just like this is a solid rock band. They show if you're, up. It is a B plus. You're. They're just doing the work. Hey, and you give them a
0: tussle. You know, of the hair. you're like,
2: all right, I, buddy. Get I, I think out Def
0: Leppard deserves. I think so too. I mean you know, I, I think that they deserve on, on, on merit. I I mean what they what they did and how they kind of transformed themselves. I, I mean I thought that was a uh, a very influential band. Um I yeah, it, it it hurts. I it must hurt these guys, bands like that that just for one reason or another they're not, you know, considered seriously enough. Well, yeah,
2: I mean, Pour Some Sugar On Me is like the blessing and curse of Def Leppard because it's just, almost, it's just like, it's, a, it's, a strip it's
3: club
0: too
2: song. popular of a song in, in yeah. for the wrong reason. Like, like Billy
0: Squire will never get in for that infamous oh, video God. where he that, was that video, the, the pink pajama top. I, mean, yeah.
2: I do not know this video. I think it's
3: Take Me In Your Arms. Uh, Rock Me Tonight I think it's not Yeah I think yeah. So. I don't know but He is Kenny Ortega Who is uh, a choreographer
0: Michael Jackson's
2: choreographer. Oh yeah, yeah. Kenny Orte- yeah. I know who Kenny Ortega is
3: So he like a, Kind of an early-ish job for him Is he <laughs> He, he uh, and this is well documented in the, that MTV book I was telling you about. I want my MTV. Oh yeah, because it ruined Billy Squire's career. He was like in a in a pink uh, little almost like crop top, and he's just dancing around this Kenny Ortega choreography, which does not really fit. That in his doesn't image. go. I mean, and he it's very flamboyant and very almost spastic. It's
2: oh, I mean, I'm familiar with Kenny Ortega's work. I like genuinely know and, and like him. It turned
3: <laughs> off Billy Squires. Uh, Uh, Fan base. uh, homophobic,
2: white, male, repressed fan base. Yeah. Yeah, Basically, that was it
0: for his. uh, Yeah.
2: You know what's (laughs) crazy? His fan base was eliminated. uh, A true fact about me is I will stay in the car until Lonely as the Night is over anytime it is on the radio. (laughs) Oh, you go. I fucking Uh, uh, love that. A few more things about. Oh, yeah. We have to finish with the Roxy music.
3: Uh, Who do you think inducts them? So they get inducted. You know, someone has to come up and. And give a impassioned speech, ideally impassioned. we It'll some, be
2: Brandon Flowers again. <laughs> some not impassioned
3: speeches in the past. Uh, but who do we think would? Uh, who would uh, say the speech? Give the speech.
0: Brandon back? Flowers is not a bad. <laughs> I, I mean, they would just. He was they would like working do something. He like was that. working
2: overtime at the last. Uh, yeah, the last uh, induction. induction. Did you see the last induction? He, yeah. Yeah. you know, they. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah, they yeah, did yeah, Double yeah. duty. They, he did double duty.
3: John Petty. Yeah, that was kind, could That be there. was a
0: little cringeworthy. I thought
3: the Tom Petty tribute, or the was not good. Yeah, I, I didn't think. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm with you there. Uh, I did like his speech about the cars, though. I thought he, I thought he had a good speech.
0: Yeah, now there. I felt uh, like it was
3: personal and real. And, now and there's and the, and the cars.
0: There, I, I mean, you know, if you want to play that, you know, why them? But not, I mean, the cars, but not Roxy Music. The cars, I, I mean, but not
2: the Cure. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> that that is a good ring to it. Yeah. All right. So
3: who who inducts uh, who inducts Roxy Music? I don't, I don't know. Uh, one of the dudes from Duran Duran. What's oh, what was that yeah. Simon Laban? Or even was John Taylor? Is that the guy's Nick, name? Nick Rhodes. Yeah. I think those those dudes they seem to be very uh, influenced by uh, Roxy Music. I think that could be a good one. But then I'm trying to think like who would who who? I mean, Nile Rodgers is like a huge fan of Roxy Music. Uh he said that when he made Sheik he was trying to make like a black
0: Roxy. Well pizza. Nana Rogers is, is definitely a friend of the uh of the Hall of Fame. I mean that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh yeah, he did. <laughs> I guess they had to get they just had to get them in even though no one I'll, was gonna vote. But
2: that's what'll happen, I think, too, with the producers for hip hop, is that it's gonna be they'll get Absolutely. in that musical excellence. You'll They're, have you know, yeah, Timbaland in there, you'll have Dre, you'll have uh Pharrell, you, you might have a Mike Will made it someday, Swizz beats. I mean like who's gonna yeah. be in Well,
3: I think who would be an an exceptional uh inductee for this musical excellence category is Brian Eno.
2: Oh yeah. So I
3: think uh, cause, perfect because I think I mean, he on. yeah he uh, perfectly represents what that category is supposed to be. Someone who has had a career doing a lot of different things that if you uh, focus in on just one, it doesn't really give the whole picture. But you know, obviously, as a both a producer and as a solo artist, and as a member yeah. of Roxy Music.
0: And for that matter, in that category, Todd Rundgren would be a great choice as I agree. well. I yeah. mean, oh, just yeah. for his overall. For his
2: production. I mean, yeah, and, there are these guys just that, that just
0: are, are so multi-talented. I mean, uh, not just as performers, but as performers, but you know, what, whatever else they brought to the table, um, that's a catch-all category for that.
2: Could Iggy Pop induct them?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a connection there might
3: be. I don't know. Uh well, I guess maybe through Bowie, but uh I'm not entirely yeah, all those sure. those Berlin albums that 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 Iggy right, and that Bowie, Bowie. I Nino mean, Nino they, Nino yeah, there was an Eno Um I mean, I don't know if Lady Gaga is a fan of Roxy Music, but I feel like oh, there's a connection a, there. I'd love
2: to see her even perform some of their stuff like yeah, in as an tribute like, you know, if like they were on. not if they but, or like be up there with them. You know what I mean?
3: I feel like I watched Lady Gaga and I feel like there's Roxy music in her DNA. You know,
2: she'd be a good good one. Uh, okay, well, who and what songs do they play?
3: So oh, who, well, who in the band? Yeah. So not every band member always gets inducted. I think there's uh, there's obviously the main four, which is Brian Ferry, the lead singer, Andy McKay, uh, who did the you know oboe in sax, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is and funny to say, but it, that's, that's <laughs> such a Andy it, McKay, definitely uh, such a vital part. And then Phil Manzanera, uh, the guitar player. And then Paul Thompson, their original uh drummer. Those four guys And
2: then Paul F. Tompkins just yeah. for some <laughs> yeah. just for
3: Moses uh, in the
0: band. Wasn't was John Wetton in the band at, at one point?
3: So I, I was taking a look. He was, but I think the uh they ne- didn't really have a permanent bass player, although there was John Gustafson uh was stranded country life siren, I think if you're on those three albums. Same with the guy named Eddie Jobson, who kind of uh, uh,
0: Eddie Jobson too.
3: He did violin, and, and since uh, after Eno, who I think Eno also gets in with because he was on the first two albums and founding member. So I think it's Menzanera, Thompson, McKay, Brian Ferry, Eno, and then I could see them getting left out because they were only on those three albums. But I think they're uh, it qualifies. John Gustafson and Eddie Jobson. I tell
0: you, I would tune in just to see Eno playing with Roxy Music Wouldn't again. That be I mean, that would be a moment. Yeah. I mean, I think that when they do this voting, I, I mean, I think they have to at least think about what the show is going Could to happen. be. Yeah. I and know. and how and what would be exciting. I mean, there was no must tune in for this unless you were a Howard Stern fan this yeah, year. Yeah, I
2: mean, I was really excited to see Lauren Hill and then I hated the first song that they did in the Nina Simone part. I hated it so much. It had this, like, dumb synthesizer in it that made me want to just turn off the television, but I couldn't because I have a podcast now. But um, <laughs> then, the, <laughs> but then the second part of it, she, like, rapped and, like, kind of remixed it and made a song her own, and I was, like, more into that. Like, that to me was – I was, like, kind of excited because she's been, you know – pretty in and out of the public
3: eye. Yeah, it's, it's it's fun to see her pop up, but it was a little underwhelming. Although, was, I liked her, I put a spell. Or well, that wasn't her. Never no, mind. that There's wasn't her, yeah. And I liked yeah. the Mary J.
2: Blige speech about uh, Anita Simone. All right,
3: so usually they play three songs at the uh, at the ceremony. What three songs do Roxy Music play? I think Love is a Drug. Yes. I think Virginia Plain. Yes. And then More Than This. That's my pick. That's, yeah. That, that, that would play. be
2: also what That's I That's a
3: pretty great I would great say set. that would be a great That set. is what I would yeah. pick
2: as well. What do you think they end on? Do you think they end on more than
0: this?
3: I think. I think. No, is, they've got to end
0: up love on love something. Love is a drug. Love, love is a drug. start it. with Virginia planning shows yeah. on the first album, and
3: then, then do more of... than this. That's a good second song, mm-hmm. and then end on love is a drug.
2: I agree. Let's make this happen next year. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> What's funny <laughs> is I feel like if they showed up on
3: the ballot, they it just it's there's so many variables. Like if the, if it's a a ballot that doesn't have if like they take a break from this fucking dad rock bullshit, My you could God. have a really interesting year of inductees. Uh, but Roxy music, we're pulling for you hopefully soon, (laughs) but we'll see. Uh, and I think that that just about does it. Yes. All right. Uh, well, plugs. let's do some plugs. Yes. Roy, where can we, uh, you got anything coming out soon? That is exciting. Any, I know there's, there's been some stuff on variety that I, I read of yours that I liked a lot. Uh, you got anything coming out or just where can we find you on social media? Yeah.
0: Just, uh, look for, uh, Roy Trakin, R O Y T R A K I N, Google that and uh and have fun. You will yeah, <laughs> exactly. you will get a a torrent of uh of, of stuff that I've that I've been up to over the years. But yeah, variety.com, that's where I'm uh, mostly at, uh doing some stuff for Polestar and, and venues now. And uh I just finished a couple of liner notes for the Ramones Road to Ruin reissue. Oh, and I just did a uh long liner note piece for the upcoming uh, box set of vinyl albums from Creedence Clearwater. Oh, oh! Another band that uh, certainly deserves uh, being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There, so, yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, that's kind of what I've been up to, and uh, you know, just just a pleasure to. Uh, Spend some time, you know, <laughs> rapping with you guys we in, were, in Eagle Rock. This is yes.
3: this was truly a very special episode. It really was <laughs> uh, Joe,
2: special for me. Was very special. Joe was very uh, excited. Uh, it's so exciting to have somebody on the inside. Truly, uh, you can always find me at at K Stud across all social media platforms.
3: Heck yeah. Uh, now that
2: i'm back in the country too it's like my my um uh, my social media presence will probably be different because you know i'll probably have like a bit of european so you flair can find uh,
3: just, you, you can know. find see me if you notice anything and let us on know on twitter i'm at joe k okay, joe I it's still
2: just at k stud though on i didn't Instagram, add anything at
3: joe kwa j-o-e-k-w-a i uh, i guess I'm, that's usually where i post my stand-up dates too so look out For those. Look out world. Um, Please on iTunes rate and review us. Five stars stars only. only. Uh, Subscribe if you'd like. If you have any questions or you just want to say hi uh, or if you want to correct us on something which, you know, aggressive, but yeah. Pod at gmail.com. Be cool dot about com. it. Maybe be cool, though. We've gotten some nice emails, and I've, yes. they've been –
2: genuinely appreciate and enjoy yes. receiving uh, your words. It
3: really, really lights up our day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, thank you uh, <laughs> to Ted Tremper for giving us the space and the equipment. Thank you to Liz Foll for being our technical advisor. I'm Joe Guzala. I'm Kristen Sutter. <laughs> Who cares about the rock hall?
2: Yeah, it's still kind of not me.